Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Uh, today is April 5th, 2021. The time is about 3.30 p.m. Ready Newman PC does conduct Zoom conference calls every single day. For those people who are listening, um, if you want to ask any question, you can raise your hand. You'll be announced with your name to ask the question. Hitesh, come Yeah. So, hi, Ready Garu. This is uh, Hitesh. And uh, like, uh, I have an approved uh, uh, H1 and my spouse H4 and EAD until end of 2023. And uh, uh, like, I got a new offer. Uh, and uh, they are filing like all H1, H4 and EAD like parallelly. Uh, uh, but as you know, like uh, once I leave my employer, like my employer will rework my H1 and uh, mm-hmm. H4 EAD is taking its own time right now. So will mm-hmm. there be any issue if my spouse works on like the current H4 EAD, uh, even though like the new H1, H4, e, uh, H4 and EAD gets approved like later time? When is your uh, spouse H4 EAD expiring, you said? Uh, uh, December of 2020, uh, 2023. Absolutely. As long as you maintain the H1B, she can be on H4 and she can use the EAD. No problem. Even if your old employer withdraws the H1B, he cannot withdraw the H4. Only your wife can withdraw the H4, not the employer. She can still work as long as you maintain the H1B. In which case, you're moving to a new company. No problem. Let's go okay. to the next caller. Oh, I, I just have one other question. So my priority date right. is like March 2015. So, uh, 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 so do you even recommend like to the new employer? New employer is starting the perm uh, uh, as soon as I uh, join. Is can you stay with the existing company or you're done with it? Uh, no, I can stay with my existing company. I you. I can go wrong ten thousand times wrong in predicting the priority date. I have evidence for that. But if I were you, I would not. I'll wait until September to move to a different company. Okay. 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 Next thank person, you. please. Because yeah, firm labor and I-140 from the beginning to end is taking anywhere between one and after two years. Next caller, please. Okay. Hey, thank you. Um, hey, Rahul. I have a question. So my, um, my husband, H-1B is approved. And uh, he filed for his extension and it was done premium processing on December 4th, 2020. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we filed for uh, my H4 and my H4 EAD extension on December 3rd. My current H4 EAD is expiring on June 1st, 2021. And I have not received any biometric appointment for H4. And obviously, if H4 is not approved, they're not going to grant the H4 EAD. So my question is, is there a way to expedite it? Uh, my my current employer, my current yeah. employer can show the financial loss, uh, you know, uh, paperwork. You can try. You can try. Show the financial loss. You can try. 
um, I would say that only 0.1% people are getting successful in it. I'm not going to tell you that you should not try. You may be that one in 1,000 people. You can contact the local congressman. You can contact the ombudsman. You can raise a service request and request the financial necessities why you need this H-1B approval. Try your luck. Previously, we used to have a court litigation which was working very good, but recently uh, we got some problems with the court litigation. That's the reason we filed a class action shoot right now. So we can't mm -hmm. help you other than telling, yeah, go ahead and try it. I, I'm not going to tell you, will it harm you? Most probably not. Okay. But I, we don't have any, like the way last year at this point of time, yeah, we were doing court litigation. We have been very good in that thing. But right now we're not. I mean, we, you know, our court litigation got some problems. In fact, we can see our bad reviews coming on it because of the court litigation. Initially, we have been successful, but later on, uh, it was not as successful as before. Uh, right now, we don't have anything to offer you other than telling, go ahead, contact the congressman, ombudsman, and try your best of what you can. Nothing else can be done right now. We already are part of the class action shoot that we filed, and we put you as part of it too. If we win, you win. If we don't, well, you know, you'll have to wait for the USAS to get to active. Next, let's go to the next caller, please. Right. So my mother arrived in US in um, July on June 23rd of last year. Uh, she got six months, uh, uh, you know, B2 uh, visa uh, in US. She's on multiple uh, entry uh, B2 visa. Uh, I applied for her extension for six more months in December, and uh, you know, I never received any uh, biometric appointment through May. However, uh, you know, out of curiosity, when I looked into uh, her USCIS account. In, uh, on uh, on Saturday, I noticed that you know her biometric appointment was scheduled on 29th of March. However, when I checked it, it was 2nd of April, which means uh, it was five days. Uh, you know, it's been five. Uh, I, I missed the day by five days. And my mother was actually in Boston. She only landed in Chicago yesterday. So I immediately, uh, you know, checked the uh, reschedule, uh, you know, option uh, in that. Uh, uh, form and I send it to uh, you know the address they listed it, and I called up uh, you know USCIS today to ask them to you know, reschedule the appointment. Uh, they said you know if my appointment if I miss the biometric appointment, if my mother missed the biometric appointment, they will reschedule automatically. Uh, the, you know uh, the next one. Uh, however, uh, as a precautionary, I went to uh, the application processing center just in case if they, if they were taking my mom uh, as a walk-in, they did not. So, uh, am I good? I mean, I, I uh, responded within five days of missing the biometric. Let me ask you this question, though. Right now, the B2 is not denied. And you filed from December. What, what is, you filed until six months, right? The six months is expiring in June of 2021, is right? No, no, January of 20. She arrived in US on June 24th. So, her six months would expire on Jan 24th. I filed for extension in December. For, oh, 45 days before. So you filed until July, is right? Yes, yes, again July, six more, six so more months. Why are you keeping her here for such a long period of time? Um, for one, uh, because of COVID, uh, she is kind of scared. She wanted to get inoculated before she goes back to India. That was one reason, and the traveling was uh, kind of scary for her right now. So. I also oh, yeah, thought it would yeah, be. But, but, yeah, I would, you know, if, 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 the, if the things are medical things, I'm not going to advise anything on the medical things. I don't have a license or about uh, if the things are good and medical, it's better to send her early though, because if by all these gamblings, if by any chance she gets the denial of the B2, her passport stamping is automatically invalid. But if she leaves the country before they deny the case, 
then her passport visa doesn't become valid. Right now, you have done everything what you can to undo the damage what has happened with regards to the biometrics. There's nothing else that you can do. Uh, my suggestion is if you cannot send her, then you will be, you know, you'll just have to take a risk. By any chance, it gets denied though. Don't let her come back on the passport visa. She has to go to the, she has to go and apply for the visa again before she comes back. Her passport visa becomes invalid, okay? Yeah. Right now, looks, you know, that's all you can do. Let's go to the next caller. Uh, hey Rahul, uh, thanks for taking some time. Actually, uh, I have a question. So my wife uh, had a valid H4 visa uh, that is uh, expiring in September 2022, but uh, unfortunately she lost her passport. So she's in Canada, she's a Canadian PR and she's not mm -hmm. able to uh, come to US right now. So since she had a visa earlier and um, my question is like, uh, uh, because her visas keep on canceling since last June actually. So it was uh, rescheduled last June and it has been still canceled now. Actually, even, her interview was supposed to be in April and now it's canceled as well. So I was thinking whether we can drop you, off. Uh, you mean to say the April interview also got canceled? This yes. April 2021? Yes, April. She had. Oh, a, mom, she, I'm just trying to get education from you too. Okay. Keep yeah, going. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, her actually visa was supposed to be on April 24th in Vancouver. I got and it. it was, yeah, in, it's canceled as well. So my question is uh, whether can we uh, do any other thing like drop off um, or any other uh, things does gonna work out because-, um, because uh, Dropbox, yeah. uh, the passport, if the passport you lost though, they always put them in a very high alert position because everywhere it comes as a black mark uh, saying that she may be the fraudulent person though. So you will have to wait for the consulate to open and have her biometrics done and get it done though. They normally don't yeah, like these things in Dropbox. Uh, I know, but the problem is whenever the passport is lost, okay. who knows, somebody else might be using that, trying to use the passport to come into the United States. You right. see the point? So it's a yeah. big alert for them. You may think, oh, I have a police report. No, we're not telling that you are at fault. What right. their doubt is, we don't know if your wife is your wife or somebody else. You already reported the passport is lost. That means that, ooh, maybe she's not the same person. She's a different person. So I would, uh, you have no option but to wait right now. Okay, sure. All right, yeah. Thank Next you. person, please. Uh, hello, sir. So yes, uh, this is regarding my uh, H4 EAD. We mm -hmm. received a H4 approval notice yesterday, like which was mm -hmm. applied for extension in the October 1st week from ne Nebraska mm -hmm. Service Center. So mm -hmm. we also raised a standalone uh, EAD for uh, renewal. And uh, that was applied on November 1st week. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, as we received the new AD on uh, October end, like it was applied in Vermont Service Center. Wait, so wait, wait, the, wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. So you already got the EAD approval, is right? That was the old one, uh, and that got expired Until in the month of time? March fifth. So it expired in March fifth. So do you have any other EAD pending? Uh, yes, I've applied for another uh, renewal, uh, which was done in the November first week. Okay, so what's your question? So my question is like, uh, do we need to send the uh, H4 approval notice? So, because it is it has updated the yeah. I-94 details, right? For adjudication. You can send uh, you, you can send it. There's nothing wrong in sending. It's, it's okay. called, use the word called interfiling and send it. They will notice okay. it, but I don't want to take any chances. I will send it. Okay, so if we want to send that, so sir, how can we do that, sir? Send it to the same place where you file the EAD application. 
by using the word called interfiling, make sure you put a small note to add okay. them, tell them to have the H4 approval to be put in the EAD file. Okay, got it. Yeah, because uh, uh, I also try to expedite the case. Uh, when we were trying to expedite the case, I also said them to attach am, this for approval. I am, I am, I am aware of the expediting thing. Do the step what I tell you to do. It's not going okay. to harm you at all under any circumstances. I am okay. not going to entertain any more H four EAD expedited guys. There is nothing I can do about it. We are not entertaining any H four EAD expedited things. Next person, please. Maitri. Thank you, sir. My name is Maitri, and I am in an H-4 visa, and I filed my COS to F-1 in the end of July 2020. Um, I still have not received my biometrics letter, but I gave mm -hmm. my biometrics in January 2020 for my H-4 visa. Will mm -hmm. the USCIS use this biometrics? Um, but I'm still waiting for the decision uh, and I will be aged out by the end of May, 2021. So to stay in the US, I heard that but I need what, to- what, what is your parents' priority date? Uh, November, 2016. November, 2016, is it EB1? EB3. November, 2016 was, so they never filed their, they never filed, did they file their adjustment of status? It's change of status. It's change of status from H4 to F1. So, but she, you never filed the adjustment. You never filed the 485 application, no, never, did you? We never applied the uh, 485. Okay. So, so, so you did the previous. The biometrics was done for the previous H4 application, but not for the F1. Yes. Okay. They may. They may use the. They may metrics that have provided though. Uh, they may use the biometrics you have provided. They may. There's a good chance that they will use it. They may not. I don't know yet. I would say that it's a 60% chance. But when did you say you're going to age out? Uh, 2021, this month. Which no. month you said? May. Okay. You need to file a B2, interim B2 application. Are you aware of it, what it is? No, I'm not. You should. Otherwise, your F1 will be denied automatically. Can you note it down, please? Yes. It's called interim B2 application. Okay. The, the reason why you have to file a B2 application is that you have to maintain your legal status until you get the F1 approved. Now, okay. once you become 21, you get kicked out of the H4. Once mm -hmm. you get kicked out of the H4, you're not in legal status. Your F1 will be denied. That's the reason why you need to file a B2 application, also okay. called as I-539, the same form that you used for the H4, the same form that you used for the F1. You have to use the same form to file a B2 application. Let's go to the next caller, please. Um, so I have two more questions. Go ahead. Um, so my mother's H1B was approved till November 2022. Uh -huh. And my father has applied for an H4 extension here and is still waiting for the decision. Uh, uh -huh. Can he travel to India now? But uh, And if so, can he get the stamping directly based on the H-1B approval in India, even before getting a decision on the H-4 applied here? He can absolutely get it without any problem. I don't have any problem. I have one problem here, though. Is is Did your dad file an extension of the H-4 or did you file a transfer to the H-4? 
Um, the extension. Extension. Okay. Are you dependent on your dad when you file my the H four application? Uh, I'm dependent on my mom. My dad is de also dependent on my mom. I know, but when your dad filed the H four, did he pay a separate fees for you? Or most probably not, though. He might have just paid only eighty five dollars for you, though. So, but anyway, you're fine. You're fine. Even if your dad, your dad can leave the country, get the H four stamping while this H four is still pending, and your H four also will continue processed without any problem. Because your your dad's was an extension, what not a transfer application. You said you have a third question. What do you have? My mother's DC priority date is November twenty sixteen. I can't hear you properly now. Oh, sorry. My mother's GC priority date is November twenty sixteen. Uh huh. And what are the chances of the date being current in the October twenty twenty one visa bulletin? But you are aging out in which month? November is right? No, May. This May, okay. Yes, this May. Um, um, it is very, very likely that the final action dates may or may not be current. At least filing dates may be current, though. But if your mom is your mom um, under EB two, though, oh, ma'am, EB three. EB three, okay. Ah, one other thing that can be done right now. There are some. There are creative ways of. Pausing your age. How long was I-140 approved? Waiting for your I-140 took though. Fifteen days. Okay, this is what we tell you, your mom. Though, withdraw the I-140. Withdraw the I-140. File it again. Withdraw the I-140. File it again. The reason is that only fifteen days is deducted from your age though. If she withdraws the I-140, and if the company files the I-140. they will take a long time for that i140 to be approved and your age will be paused until your i140 is approved because now you're filing a fresh application this date will count not those 15 dates after i apply for the b no did you did you get my point though what i said though yeah do you because only 15 days is deducted from your age but if your mom's employer withdraws i140 application and files it again You never become twenty-one until the I one forty gets approved. So we may try to see if, if some luck will favor at a later date, and maybe you can be included into this application. Otherwise, you will have to swim on your own. Also, after I apply for the B two visa, how long will the B two visa be valid? Or and six can months. I send them an updated? Six months. Okay. Yes, okay. Uh, you have six months. You may have to do multiple B two applications until your F one is approved. Okay. Um, should I send them an updated I twenty also if I get one? Not the B two visa. They may issue an RFE for F one. At that point of time, you have to send an updated I twenty. Okay. Tell your mom to have a consultation. I will explain her specially how to withdraw the I one forty and file an I one forty again. Okay. Okay. Next person, please. Kamal. Hi Rahul. This is Kamal. So. Uh, my priority date is 2017, and I'm trying to get all the documentation ready. Uh, and date of birth for my wife, the date of birth is incorrect. It's off by 36 days, and my father-in-law is trying to get that corrected, but it's taking a while and had no success. My question is like, can I Which get state? the affidavit? Which state? Uh, Which state uh, Haryana, is it? Haryana, Haryana, okay. and but they are certainly in Mumbai. So okay. they made a multiple trip and every time paid money and all and came empty-handed. Everybody giving different answer. So my question is, can I get an affidavit from both parent along with that uh, the birth certificate? You which can. Have the wrong you can. Date? 
what, what, okay. don't ever use the wrong date because if you use a wrong date you are submitting a document that is going to kill the entire application saying that you are a fraudulent from the beginning which you are not um because i've seen people using that but so we don't use that but just go with the affidavits and there are alternatives that are there other than birth certificate and i have an article that i've written i do not have birth certificate what should i do that's the article title <laughs> Yeah, because the state is the not form. issuing the yeah nabc and her living certificate also have that's something that's fine with... that's okay. fine okay. even if the non availability certificate is not there there are other alternative documents pan card aadhar card ration card uh, election card school certificate uh, uh, hospital record there are a lot of different things that you can you have you can create those alternative things okay all right thank you next person please And those Suresh. are all listed in my article, though. Hey Rahul, uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, so me and my wife are on H1B, uh, and we filed our EB2 to EB3 downgrade in October. Um, so mm-hmm. since that, yeah. Uh, so and my priority date is 2013 April. Um, so she she left to India. She went to India on a vacation, uh, but then you know her uh, she was offboarded the project. Uh, so we came to know that like once she was in India, so she wait 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 wait. Is is she the main applicant or are you the main applicant? I'm the main applicant. Okay, that will be approved. Okay. Yeah. So she went to India on H1. So she is now coming back on H4. Uh, will that be a problem for her 485? She already got the H4 stamping. Ah, uh, not yet. Okay. Absolutely not a problem. She went on H4. She's coming back on H4. Uh, she she came went on H1. Coming back on H4. she is a dependent in the 485 application absolutely no problem none whatsoever at all okay so uh, the next question is like uh, if she misses the biometric uh, for whatever reason we want to bring her back like before i get oh, the biometric wow that's going to be nightmare though that's going to be nightmare um, okay. one is you definitely can request a biometrics uh, renewal application you can request it um and if she does miss the second biometrics though there is a great danger though okay so but okay. but the reason do you think will that work like i heard like uh, it could be missed in the pile which could be missed in pile i mean if i reschedule the her biometrics so uh, i've heard there's a possibility saying- yeah there's a possibility that it may miss and the whole thing might fall down but there is not much we can do right now at this point of time Okay, so but at least for four eighty five, so she can come back on H four without any problem for four eighty five. Absolutely no problem with it. Okay, good. Cool. Thank you. Thanks make sure you ma- make sure you maintain the H four H one B until she comes back. Okay, next person, yeah. please. Yeah. Sagar. Hi Rahul. Uh, yes, Sagar. My wife for H one B in April two thousand nineteen, and it was picked and approved in uh, December two thousand nineteen on uh, consular processing. So, but I got why? a why? Why consular processing? Were you on day one CPT? Uh, no. So, my OPT expired in uh, February two thousand twenty, and my grace period is going to expire in uh, April seventh. So, and I got okay. my H one B consular processing for one for one year, and. Okay. I didn't travel to India because of uh, COVID, all the stuff. And now, mm-hmm. in uh, now, uh, my employer has applied for extension in mm-hmm. November, 
um, mm -hmm. and I got the RFE and they replied back to the RFE. Um, so, but they also applied for um, uh, H1B extension with change of status, you know, from the mm -hmm. consular process mm -hmm. to regular. So mm -hmm. right now, so now I'm in the grace period. Uh, so it's going to expire in April 7th. So am I what's allowed going to, to expire? What's going to expire? H1 is going to expire in April 7th? OP, my OPT was expired in February 2021. Oh. Ah. But why, why did you cut the consular processing before though? Um, he didn't, my, my employer didn't, uh, uh, you know, he didn't let, he didn't um, uh, notify me, but he applied, he, he applied it in uh, so, consular so, Okay, right now you applied for a change of status right now, is that right? Yes, yes. And did you do premium processing? Tell me that. Uh, no, still not yet. Oh, come on. Why not? Um, why not premium processing? What were you doing all this time? Even if the consular processing was there, why did you wait for one year? And now you file an application. Everything is wrong the way you're doing. Why did you file in the consular processing? Okay, consular processing got approved. Why did not you apply for change of status application? Well, you applied the change of status right at the end and then you did not file the premium processing. What's wrong? Mm, not sure what, what was uh, my employer was I don't know, but um, so so. But were, you, were you aware of all these things? That first you need to file a non-consular processing. You should file a change of status. Were you aware of that? Yes. Well, then you could have filed a change of status after you got the H-1B approval. Were you aware of that? Uh, I was supposed to go to India, but you know, it no, got... no. This COVID, the consulates are closed. Okay. Why? So you're not aware of that. Now you're aware of it to file a change of status. You woke up for one year and then you file the non-processing. Convert it to premium processing, please. Okay. But am I allowed to, to Am I allowed to you're work? Allowed, you're not allowed to work after your OPT uh, stream extension expires. You can't. You have to wait okay. until the H-1B approval comes in. But can I, am I allowed to stay in US? I don't know how they filed the change of status. Did they file with the start date of February or did they file start date of October, what kind of H1B they filed? Because everything what they're doing and you're doing is wrong. Okay. I don't know how they filed. If they filed it properly, yeah, you could stay. You could stay, but you cannot work. Okay. Next okay. person, please. Amit. You need to watch our YouTube and Facebook every week, sir, until you get the green card, okay? Hi, hi Rahul. Uh, thank you for that. Yes, sir. So uh, my employer applied labor on April 1st. Uh, mm -hmm. Sorry, uh, it was March 1st and my max out date is uh, August 1st. I have 30, uh, I have 30 days of recapture. So mm -hmm. uh, considering the timeline now, how it is working, the perm could take eight months. So what are my chances? How I can stay in US and work after, um, after August 1st, which is my max out date, considering I have 30 days of uh, recapture. So you have until September, 30 days of recaptures, right? Right. Are you working remotely? I see that you're working remotely. Yes. Do you have a passport stamping which is valid? Um, valid till uh, 1st of August, yes, 2021. This is, well, go to India, stay there for two months and come back. I did that already, but it's kind of tricky. So I have already what? done that. What? Uh, you my employer is not agreeing, yes. Okay. How, how about Mexico? Can you take a vacation for 15 days to Mexico? 
So how, does anybody know? Um, no, but I can try. Fifteen days will it work? But I can't still believe that fifteen. Uh, if I recapture forty-five days in total, I don't know if it will work or not. One My, drop at a time. One drop at a time. Fifteen days. You go to Mexico, come back. Do the fifteen days again. Come back. Do the fifteen days again. That's forty-five days. Do the fifteen days again and come back. I got it. My attorney okay. said that if if they recapture for thirty days. i can work for 240 days is that valid not true that is not true that is not a true statement you can go to Me- if you are not allowed to go to india go to mexico every week you know go on go on monday come back on friday or whatever just try to prolong the prolong the thing because that's the only way to keep you alive in this country because you need to cross that thing to get an i140 approval you may need 3 months you may need 4 months who knows i would like yeah. to do as much as possible how do they know that you are in india i mean when they might have a system they, they know how they are not allowing no, you to go to they don't know but but uh, my manager knows so that's please. fine no 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 that's fine that's fine i don't want you to so but mm-hmm. if you go to mexico they won't know is it right no, mexico is here. fine yes yeah go to mexico 15 days come back go to mexico 15 days come back i should put okay. a resort for you guys there Okay. Next person. So the 240 day rule is not true. It is not, not valid. True. Okay. Not valid. Thanks. I'll go to the Thank last you. caller today. It's about four o four four o last caller today. Hi, Rahul. This is Mahender. Uh, yes, Mahender. My my parents are coming to US and my sister is a US citizen. Like, do we have to apply green card within for the first three months of their visit, or are there any rules such kind of thing? It's the it's it's just the other way around. You can't apply in the first three months. you can apply afterwards and let me tell you one thing though mm-hmm. your parents should not have intention to come and apply for the green card if they do they may be put in deportation proceeding and send them back now if they come into united states and they change their opinion it's perfectly okay but not that they have intention you may ask me how would they know there are many ways that they would know I've seen people bringing birth certificate, marriage certificates, and all those things in there. Why are you bringing? I'm going to file a green card. Okay, put in deportation proceedings for three days in jail and send them back. There are many, many differences. They can look into the WhatsApp. They can. So they should not have intention to come into the United States for getting the green card. Once they come here, they change their opinion. That's fine. And a lot of people ask me a question. Oh, once they come here, they can't. they can't get the documents they can't get all those things well i we just need to once they come here if they change their opinion all i need to do if i were your mom's and dad's lawyer is establish a relationship between your sister and your parents and i have a brahmastra and if i do that people lay flat and they approve the green cards believe me i have it. Mm-hmm. and i'll tell you the secret of it it's called a dna you do the dna test that establishes a relationship the sister the mom and dad they'll give the green card thank you very much guys but don't make them come with an intention to settle in united states thank you guys the so next zoom conference go ahead sir they are coming for a visit they really there you go they are coming for visit that's it okay they are coming yeah. with a with a with a return ticket and all those things thank you very much thank you thank you guys Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites. 
rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.